Hello, everyone. This is Wanda, your host of Salty Coffee. How are you doing? So this will be our last Mellow Monday. Yes. So the month of May was Mellow Mondays. And this is our last episode for the month. Beginning in June, June 1st, we will no longer be on Facebook. And we will be continuing on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Breaker. What's going to happen this summer is I will still continue to do lives, but the lives will be on my travels and my exposure to the outdoors. So isn't that exciting? So one of the things that I want to talk to you about is the question that I ask myself every day. And I had to do this as an assignment for one of my courses this summer. And I wanted to share it with you because I think it's very important and a great topic to talk about. So the question that I ask myself every morning is, what now? So do you ask yourself that question every morning? Because the assignment didn't necessarily ask that question. The assignment question was totally different and based on, you know, post-COVID, I guess if you want to call it that. But what now? So after I wake up every morning, I meditate, I do my thing, I look at my to-do list, I do my daily attestation, self-check, go to work. I, you know, prepare myself mentally because it's Monday. Should have had a great weekend, relaxed weekend. So I do ask myself that, you know, what now? And I want to tell you a little story that some of you already have heard. But if you're new to the podcast, you may not know that um, in 1988, when I graduated from high school, I took a picture with my mom and that was our last picture together. Pretty much that was our last photo taken together, my graduation in 1988, right? So as you may already know, in 1989, my mom passed away. So at that time I was 19. Um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I did have family and my mom did have friends and some of them did help. Some of them did, you know, step forward. Some of them did not. And it was very difficult because once again, I was 19, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I was old enough to be an adult, but I wasn't old enough to know what to do and what to do next. And so you already know that as a Latina, we are constantly told what to do. And back then in the 80s, you know, there was drug infestation. There was um, human trafficking was crazy. Prostitution. You know, it was very chaotic in New York City in in the 80s. And while we were going into transitioning from removing all of that stuff and cleaning and and, um, deporting the criminals, most of that didn't happen until later on. So what to do? Like, you know, that's when it started. Like, what now? So I had to um, be 
quickly into survival mode. So since then, since 1989, I've been living my life in survival mode, pretty much, right? Um, survival mode and and not trusting anyone, um, having fears, you know, not having too many friends, not getting too close to people, um, not bonding with anyone. And it wasn't because I didn't know what love is and I don't know what love is. It's just pretty much, uh, I guess, fear, fear of getting too close and then losing that person, right? So, of course, you know, you go to therapy and you heal and you grow and you learn. So most of the things that I had to do on my own, I had to pretty much do it on my own. There was really no book or guide. And I took some tips and help and and advice from people from work. So with that said, then September 11 happened. You know, and that was a big change for all of us. And the question in this assignment was, how do you see the changes for society post-COVID? You know, what what, what do you see um, changing? And my thoughts about that is, you know, how do you see society? What defines society? For me... And this is just my opinion. For me, society is how you build a community and how you see yourself in that community. So I'm not pretty much into doing things that everybody else does. That's one thing I don't do. I'm pretty much um, doing my own thing all the time. I think out the box. I never... I could be sometimes stubborn in certain things and and very focused on certain things and and beliefs and ideals and and sometimes I could be a little radical but one of the things that I did that I enjoy the most and can't wait to start doing and sharing it with you is traveling so before the pandemic um, I traveled a lot and even though I had said to myself you know what I'm gonna take a little break from traveling I'm I'm this was in 2018 that I said this, you know, I'm going to take at least five year break from traveling. I'm going to start saving money, investing and working on planning on my retirement. But after COVID, I I really miss traveling and I miss meeting other people from other places. And, you know, I've been to Paris. I've been to almost all the Caribbean islands. I've been to Tokyo. I've been to almost all the states in the United States. And I really miss traveling. I really, really do. And my feet are itching to just go ahead and do it. So I'm going to start small. And I'm going to begin to do that this summer. I'm really going to get out and, you know, enjoy myself. Because it's been one hell of a year. And I, I can't. I think we're progressing into the right way, but definitely things will not be the same ever again. And hopefully things won't be the same, but they will be better, right? Because even after September 11, traveling is just a freaking headache. I mean, everything was expensive. You had more people, you had less seats, space, 
you had um, too many rules, too many regulations. You couldn't ca- I mean, at, at some point you just carry your wallet and that's it. And when you go to your destination, just buy everything there. That's how I felt at some point traveling, which is why I said, you know, no more, no more, no more. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not spending all this money on taking my stuff, my personal property and having to pay extra to take it with me. Right. So what does that say about the society now? You know, what does that really mean? And how, how, how does one travel, you know, within the pandemic? Because people were still traveling. And I was like, wow, you taking a plane to Timbuktu? Like, really? Wow. Okay. Lucky you. (laughs) And, you know, most of the people that did that was because they could, one, Two, they didn't lose their jobs and they had money. Three, they um, were working from home. So they didn't have to report to anyone and didn't have to take COVID testing and didn't have to do any um, anything. They just, you know, follow the guidelines from New York State on how to come back. But leaving the country, nobody really cared what you did in any other country. I mean, some other countries did have their regulations. But how do they enforce that? We don't know how that was enforced. I mean, at least I don't know. Another thing that I miss a lot was visiting museums and going to concerts. I'm I'm not a concert freak, um, but I did, you know, once in a while would go to Atlanta City and, and watch a concert or watch a show. And I miss that. I miss doing that. And I'm very excited to be doing that this summer. I I miss going to the beach, even though I went to the beach. Um, I didn't get in the water here in New York. But I, I did enjoy myself as much as I could to just make it a little bit normal. Because my normal was pretty much to just be home and, and stay home and then just go out to little local places and not do too much and then just travel you know for a week on vacation and do my thing another thing that I miss the most is club nightclubs or wherever there was music you know the boat rides in the summer the silent parties with my best friends and um, just going to the lounge with my other best friend uh, going to showmen's and having a nice drink and just being able and free to pretty much do whatever whenever right once the restrictions started it became a little depressing a little you know I was glad because there was less tourists in in New York and there was more space in the subways and but I I actually missed um the people I actually missed you know, and I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to getting out there and really connecting with people, like really connecting with people, you know, uh, in many, many different ways. So, you know, post pandemic 2020 last year, it was crazy. I mean, think about it. It started in January 2020, right? This mysterious new illness nobody knew what it was um you knew it it happened in Wuhan you know and they were on lockdown um followed by Italy and and you know 
the people just knowing, looking at those numbers of people just dying, right, can scare anyone, right? Really scare. And and it's so scary to see those numbers because you think about it and you're like, wait a minute, how many thousands? Wait, what? You know, and and it was so crazy that it became a norm, maybe sort of kind of like 200 a day, let's say, right? 200 a day. And they're telling us this in the news and people are like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. But think about it like this. Just like when my mom passed away and I was 19, she meant the world to me, right? So when you look at the news and you hear people say, I'm not wearing my mask or I'm going to get my vaccine and I'm going to be out there. Think about those people that lost their mothers or their father or their sister, their brother from COVID. You know, like how 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 are they coping? What what are their thoughts? What How can we help those who fell into that, you know, event trauma right how can how can as a community we get together and say you know what let's let's make sure we reach out to these people let's make sure that they're okay you know because quite frankly no one really reached out to me when my mom passed away you know um at least I don't remember I don't remember I can remember maybe two people two people and they were neighbors. They weren't even like family members that really reached out to me and said, what do you need? Are you okay? So let's make sure that we reach out to those people, whether young, old, or, you know, male, female, whatever. Let's make sure that we reach out to them. And if you're listening and you lost a parent or you lost a family member very close to you, just know that there are places where you can go for just conversations of other people who are going through the same thing, right? Then uh, um, from January, we went to a virus that spread. We were wearing gloves. We were wearing triple masks. We were social distancing. We were like bleaching our knobs our floors our whole kitchen our um doing laundry leaving the clothes by the door i mean everybody was just really scared and not knowing what was really going on and you know the information that was being disseminated was uh, very complex for the average person um not so much complex for people who are front end workers, you know, because this is some, this is the norm for the, for the nurses and doctors who work in, in places like a hospital, because they probably had people coming in with all sorts of kind of issues, right? Medical conditions that, that were, wait, what, what just happened? So to know that there's something out there that could potentially kill a doctor or or a nurse and and you know bless those nurses who stood out there who still remain there 
working in conditions that were not quite healthy for them. You know, nurses were crying live. They were sent out. They were dispatched. They were um, needed in so many places. And, you know, they probably lived in an area where there was only 300 people in the community and moving into an area with 8 million, you know, and, and that's something to think about. So then they shut everything down countries sealing their borders sports sports teams canceling their season like schools closing and employees starting to work from home you know the world shut down you couldn't go anywhere you you were and if you did go somewhere you know you had to show you had to prove you had to really be um, someone very important, like someone with your own plane <laughs> going on your own way. And and how scary is that for entertainers to not to not know what's going to happen or how long? How long am I going to be without a job? They already, you know, live that risk um, on a daily basis because acting is it it is what it is, you know. So you know I don't know I think um, the question what now is can we begin to understand what it is right can we clarify and speak in layman's terms so that people can understand what it is and what can we do to make our societies and communities better and and understand so that we are not put in a position where chaos begins because of fear, right? So we do know that, you know, this affected children, nature, our environment, parents, patients, workers, friends, uh, it, it affected our finances globally and and locally, right? It, it affected research, it affected education. This COVID-19 has been like what people would consider in most cases the end of the world, right? For some, and for some, it's the beginning of a new world, right? So what are the pros and cons of this? From um, a home point of view, right? The pros would have been, we, we got more creative, right? We got more creative of how we're going to be in a household all together at one time, working from home, having our children home from school, you know, and family time, you know, that's, that was something positive that happened. People are now more connected than ever, want to be more connected than ever, you know, and the cons for that was the confusion. Do I send my school, my kids to school? Am I going to work? Am I not going to work? If I'm going to work, how do I cope with that? What do I do next? You know, fear, 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 and 
most importantly, a lack of support from the government or from families or from people who just couldn't help you, you know, and and couldn't support you emotionally, financially, or just being there as a friend, you know. And when it comes to work, you know, the, the pros was that, you know, people were more... Um, there was more empathy for others, you know, for losing family members or getting sick and and making sure that there were laws in place immediately about taking time off and getting paid for that separately from your regular time off when it became a medical condition, you know, um, making sure that if you worked from home, that you had protect uh, that you had the the resources and and the equipment readily available so that you can do your work um, efficiently and and at home that you could do that you know and that that's one of the pros for work but you know the cons were you know the your employer had to ensure that they were in compliance with the guidelines and provide you with PPE and make sure that if you were suffering, um, well, you know, most, most people left their jobs. So now the people that are, that are remaining, they're stuck with more work, you know, more stress and, you know, pay cuts because there's no activity going on as normal, you know, and a lot of anxieties, not knowing what to do when you're at work is stressful. Not knowing how to cope with, um, especially if you're in the customer service sector and not knowing how to answer questions for people or getting people very anxious about what to do. How do I do it? Because you've connected with them and you've done everything for them. So when you're a company and you're running your company and you are the solution to everyone's problem, and then all of a sudden now you're the problem <laughs> to their solution, that that can be very stressful. And to say that that's happened in every um, institution, organization, or business. No, that that didn't happen in every business. But it's very difficult when you are in in a place of work where you are a teacher. Like how how do you answer to parents that you will be there for you, for their children when you can't even be there for your own children because now you have to you know have your child in your home teaching other kids at their home like isn't that amazing how people and and no one is talking about it or 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 am I missing something am I missing something is no one really talking about this like is no one really angry like where are the mothers where are where are the women who are handling and running this country where are they because I'm telling you the pros and cons of the world the pros of the world is we became kind people. We had to stick together. We um, reduced pollution. <laughs> no more flying, no more driving. I mean, I was breathing fresh air last year around this time. I really was. And it was amazing. You know, um, financial lessons. We are... <laughs> 
if you didn't learn how to save money last year in 2020, then you will never learn how to save money and, and how to spend it either, right? If you didn't learn how to invest by now and how important investing is and financial literacy for your children, then I don't know what to tell you, but, you know, going to school to get good grades and getting a good job is not really what the conversation you want to have with your children anymore. It's about generational wealth and learning how to do that and learning to make sure that what you learn as an adult, grandparent or, you know, parent, that you listen to your children and listen to this generation because things will be changing. Things are not going to be the same ever, ever. They're not. So what you learned or I learned 30 years ago, it's not something that I can, I can give an example of how I did it. I can give examples of what I did to, to survive, but it may not be the solution to the younger generation. It may not be a conversation that I can have. I can have the conversation with my daughters, right? But I would love to listen to them, to, to hear their plan, to hear their financial literacy. What do they know about finances? And what does that look like for them in the next 30 years? You know? So the cons from the world overall was we were angry, People were angry. There was suffering. There was sadness. There was social isolation. I can I cannot even imagine how this COVID-19 post-COVID is going to affect our mental health. You know, people are just self-medicated, drinking more, smoking more, losing it, losing it, losing it. And it is really sad. And the world is disappointed with other countries who didn't take initiative quickly to to make a change and to make it work and to make and to protect their people. You know, when we say the word government, we're not talking about well, this is the initial, you know, intention of the word government. And the government is we are the people, right? The government is the people. And unfortunately, that's not the truth anymore. It's the total opposite. It's like the government is this subset entities of people who have their own ideals and their own agendas for their own purposes. So sorry, but no. No government agency or anything cares about their people. They don't. I'm sorry, but they don't. So it is what it is. And with that said, what my message to you today as the last Mellow Monday. And once again, I will be back throughout the summer with lives and live events. And we'll be interviewing people out in the street and asking them this question. What now? I want to know what now for everybody else. Leave a comment leave um call me text me email me you can find us at www.saltycoffeepodcast.com 
Um, you can just search on any search engine, Salty Coffee Podcast, and you'll find me. But one thing that we will learn from this COVID is an appreciation for life, which is what a friend of mine told me when we had the conversation. It would be an appreciation for life. Because if, you do, if you're not grateful for what you have and what you've been through, um... I don't know. And, and and I live my life not fearing anything. I don't fear anything. If I lose my job, you know, it is disappointing and, and it's going to be heartbreaking. But it is what it is, right? If, if I get told to leave my apartment tomorrow, I mean, it's not going to be anything new for me. I've been there and I've done that. But if I lose a loved one, that's going to be very hurting for me. So, you know, appreciation for life. Live your life like it's going to end tomorrow. You know, just live it up. Do you. Do what you enjoy to do. And if that means just having coffee every morning and enjoying a newspaper, which doesn't exist pretty much anymore. <laughs> but just enjoying yourself. All right. So be kind to yourself first and then love others. And may you all have a wonderful summer. Be careful, be safe, and I love you. You are now listening to a spiritual set from Ghost Cat International. For your loved ones, may your soul and spirit be awakened.
about the goodness of God. When I'm criticized, I've learned this. I must be. When I think about the goodness of God, something. When I think about the goodness of God, when the storms of life are raging, stand by me.
see the old Let us all back to the old Let us all back to the old And we'll stay in the service of the Lord Now let us kneel in the old Let us kneel in the old Let us kneel in the old
ain't been home since last night And she's got us running scared Church lady, do you have his emergency light? She needs to be safe on herself She's got her own way to find Oh
praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> I said, praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> See, I don't know what you come to do, but I've come to simply lift up the name of the Lord for his word to be praised. Yes, he is. You see, God is good. Not some of the time, but all the time. Is that right, church? Let me get an amen. <laughs> Somebody know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I come just to say thank you, Lord. I come to say thank you, Jesus. I thank you for his grace and I thank him for his mercy. <laughs> I thank him for saving a rich like me. So if I was you, I would praise him with my hands and praise him with my dancing. Begin to praise him. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I woke up on this morning with a song in my heart, praise in my mouth. I get another chance to see a new day. It feels so good. To know that you're by my side To help me with all that life has to offer me I wanna say thank you Cause you've been so good to me I wanna say thank you ooh, 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 yeah You opened doors I could not see
the daily prayer he prays Somebody somewhere's been worried about feeding their family Two pieces of bread for ten souls while you're dying and feast But let me tell you Well, 
Just about that's true. 